All right, folks, welcome back to the Be The Bright podcast presented by Rich Supply. My name is Matt Hawkins. I'm the owner of Rich Supply. I'm here with Jordan Spoon and our special guest, Sauna, yeah. <laughs> who, is, uh, who is out in LA. I messed her name up in the previous episode, but um, we, we've got it now. And Sauna's an uh, Arsenal member uh, this year. She's a, so she's- Brand from, new. She, yeah, she's in the fresh class. And uh, Jordan, do you have, do you have yeah, the- uh, I, Matt and I were actually talking before you got on here with us. I didn't realize you weren't a part of Arsenal until this year when you applied. And yeah. I remember saying something to him. I thought you already were part of Arsenal. And and I think Matt may even actually have your application of what you wrote yeah, when so, you applied this year. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. You, you shouldn't be embarrassed. You crushed it. Knock that out and then I'll ask my questions. All right. So so this is what she this is what she wrote. She first of all, she said Matt. <laughs> exclamation point in all caps too right? in all caps it says i live and breathe ridge supply from the tallest mountain peaks to city running rs is with me no matter what i love what you've created with the brand and how kick-ass everyone is it's a collection of awesome people doing incredible things i may have never filled out an application but i've always felt part of the family i genuinely love the brand and would love to support it no matter what i mean we couldn't not select you but, and I think I had missed it the last year I missed the email or something last the last year yeah and I think that's probably why okay yeah. well it because when we were talking like I said I already thought you were a part of Arsenal and you even said it yourself in your application that you already felt like you were a part of the family so what made you actually apply for Arsenal as opposed to just kind of still being a part of the family well <laughs> Um, Matt had given me like a login for the Arsenal, um, like separate shop. And I really am interested at some point in ordering one of, your, one of the kits. And you can only pre-order the special Arsenal kit on the website, on the Arsenal side. Yeah. Yeah. But my login wasn't working. And so I was like, well, maybe they update it every year. And I'm not actually part of the... <laughs> So I wanted to make sure that I was official. So when yes. I do invest in a new kit, I want it to be the colorful Ridge Supply. Well, as of 2020, it's official. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is which is so awesome. I mean, it's such a it's a secret club, I guess, right? But it's it's not secret at all. And every, we 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 get so many applications for it, but we also don't. I try not to like encourage people to sign to sign up because if it's not for everybody or it doesn't fit in with, you know, other affiliations or whatever, but yeah. we're glad, we're glad to have you. Um, did, what, can you tell me a little bit about choose mountains? Cause I, I'm not really, I don't, I feel like some of you all are behind it or something, right? Yeah. So Tiare, who is a part of the Solomon group. Yeah. She yeah. was, in the photo I think you had seen, and she does have rich supply, rich supply socks. Yeah. She is Vincent, Vincent of, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. She's based out of Seattle and many moons ago, she started Choose Mountains, which is a company. It's just like, you know, positive outlooks, like right. be outside, stuff like that. She started it. So um, I always try to tag them and, and you do, I'm part of their, uh, I've been an ambassador for, 
a few yeah, years. Right. And so um, I always try to give them a little shout out. Yeah. Cool. Well. I just wasn't sure. I, I, it, it seemed like maybe she was behind it and I, could, I couldn't, I didn't, I don't know her personally or yet or anything. Yeah. So I thought maybe She's it could help. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I love, I love Solomon's shoes and I got, I've gotten, I've got a little pro deal with them. I'm not going to lie. I love it. I, I, yeah. And, and it's good stuff, but why is it that they have captured that market that, that you all are doing? Because I, I think what, what you're doing and how you're like the kind of running you guys they definitely do, have it. Yeah. It's super unique. Like what, what about Solomon makes them towards that yeah. genre? You I, know? I think Solomon like is, it kind of grew up like mountain around mountains, whether yeah. it be like skiing or snowboarding or, mm -hmm. or uh, running. Um, the idea for running was initially in the mountains. It wasn't really road running. It was like, how do I, how does this company gear more towards mountain enthusiasts? And so when they had their ambassadorships, um, it kind of just, grabbed all the fun yeah i wouldn't say all because there's so many great mountain enthusiasts that run for different companies but the thing that i love about their program the marketing team has put together for their ambassador program there's different levels so you can be you know maybe mid a mid packer or the end of the pack and yeah. still be you know a solomon pro ambassador or a, some tier of their ambassadors it's the yeah. enthusiasm to be outside yeah. and they create this line that just is geared towards everything that i want to do yeah I'm, I'm sure we see a lot of solomon stuff between you and michelle and all that so i'm sure our feed gets filled up with it but i by far see solomon more than any other brand when it comes to that type of activity so that probably explains why, because you get a little bit of everybody that can get in and join it. Yeah, absolutely. They, they gear not only just to, sure, they sponsor really fast, incredible mountain runners, but they also um, want to cater towards the back of the pack and the middle of yeah. the pack. You know, right. you, see, you see their running packs on, you know, 90% of the runners out there. Yeah. They're durable and they last and they're just designed perfectly. Yeah. I wouldn't well, say perfectly, but really well. <laughs> You're working on it. No, I, I love I love this stuff. I don't I, I I don't use it the same way you do, but I I've been so pleasantly surprised with the durability of it and the the way that you can I have like um I got a couple different pairs, but I think I have the maybe it's the speed cross that are just like burly, you know, like yeah. it's like a tractor, a shoe. <laughs> and I love that. Um but I I wanted to ask when you, I didn't start the timer again. I'm getting sloppy, man. I think we're good. We're just, we're just, we're, we're we got to go off a feel. Um, we're about man, eight minutes in, nine minutes in. So I was out in, I was out in Colorado last year and I was in the San Juans and we were riding and we, we, we were up into the, um, you know, high 12s up to 13,000 feet and, what I what I don't understand about what you do, and it seems you got to explain it to me, is it's it takes it's got to take you so long to get 
up to say a 14 or something, right? Like, and are you, do, how do you get there? Like, how do you, how do you run or hike, hike, run, speed run? Like, how does that work? Is it, is it part walking, part running? I mean, I think it all depends. Yeah. Um, I have also been to the San Juans. Um, I usually spend my summers there for Camp Hard Rock. And uh, the last two years, it's been canceled or postponed. Yeah. Um, But the idea is um, you need to adapt to the elevation and, and if if I were to do a 14 hour on my first day, it would take me a significant significantly more time to do it that first Mm -hmm. day than say if I do it like two weeks later or I mean I wouldn't wait that long but you know breathing sleeping at 10,000 feet and exercising at 10,000 plus feet every day you get better and better um so it really depends on the trail and how long it is or say if you drive up and you do um Handies, which is a 14er right outside of Silverton. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's depending on where you start, it's relatively, it's a short climb. So you could jog some of it. Um, right. sure, or hike. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, it may be like five miles to the top oh, versus short, if you yeah. do Mount Whitney, if you do Mount Whitney, it's 11 miles to the top or 10 miles wow. to the yeah. top. So that, that, that trail, Mount Whitney, you can depending on your fitness level, you generally jog most of it because it's so um, well-maintained. Right. So. What's the, what, you, you've been, where have you, I, I, you've like been to Peru and Costa Rica and all that. Where have you run? Tell, tell us where you've. Uh, yeah, a lot of places. Um, I started working for a like, guiding company and um not this year, obviously, because of COVID, but I started guiding in Costa Rica and in Peru, and I did a, I did one in Squamish, um, and that kind of just opened my eyes to different running spots. Um, yeah. I would always have a few days before and if, or a few days after where I can go on my own runs, and uh, being able to travel in Costa Rica, I signed up for the Coastal Challenge, which was a six-day stage race. Um, I saw a lot of Costa Rica I would have never seen yeah, if I yeah. didn't sign up for that race. Um, I ran a lot of Peru, m- mostly within Cusco area. Um, Canada, I've done a hundred, I did a 120 mile mountain race in, outside of uh, just Vancouver. casually. Just, 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 a, yeah, just 120. Yep. No big deal. I'm pretty sure I died a few times and was like reborn. <laughs> um, in the first five miles yeah (laughs) it was actually a really smoky august i think they've changed it now since then it was in august and it was always the time of fires and it was almost canceled that day and we had to sign a waiver saying that we're putting our life at risk and i couldn't breathe and at mile 10 i'm like i feel like i've been at mile 60. yeah um just because the smoke affects you so badly um, last year, because, uh, well, yeah, last year I was able to run in, in Switzerland and travel and do like some hut, hut to hut runs, uh, which was incredible. That's awesome. That's, I think that's about it. Other than that. That's it. No big deal. Yeah. Well, Mexico, yeah. It's, it's really cool. Like it's inspiring too, because I know it takes planning and time and, 
you know, um, it's not easy to be out there by yourself. And um, do you guys use like, do you have some sort of tracking or anything like that? It, with, you know, if it's just two of you, do, you, do you, what's your, what's your like evac plan if you break your ankle or something, you know? You no, know, I did buy a spot device, but I haven't actually activated, uh, activated yeah. it yet. But that's my idea, like just in case. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff that we've done in the past, like doing 14ers here in California, there are spots. We, we know where spots are that have service. So if one of us were to get injured, um, we have like go-to spots. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I do plan on updating my spot device just in case, because when I'm in Peru, I'm running by myself. Right. Um, and in that case, I have my phone on at all times, uh, just in just in case. Yeah. And I have, um, with Peru, I have, I pay like a taxi person to wait. So I say if uh, by a certain time, if I'm not back, you need to contact these people. Right. Yeah. Out on the limb a little bit, but that's yeah. okay. I mean, I'm not like a junior safety guy. I'm just, I was just wondering, you know, I'm like, cause some of the stuff's pretty remote and, yeah. um, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure people get injured, you know, or twist, twist an ankle or something, but, um, yeah, I know we do way too we, often. We gotta be sitting on 15 minutes. I know we've gone over. So you know what? We're just going to keep rolling and I'm going to actually edit this sucker for the first wow. time. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll just cut it up. It's fine. It's fine. I, so tell us a little bit about, about Juniper because that seems to be the real star. Yeah. I mean, how do how do you how do you find a dog like that and how do you train it to do what she does? Juniper. Oh look, hi. She is um a rescue. They yeah. found her on the side of the 101 when she was a puppy. Um and at the time I was, you know, I was broke. I was living in Hollywood, um, which I just recently moved from, but I was just trying to survive um, on my own, but yeah. I felt like there was something missing. Like I, um, saw this dog that my friend was fostering mm -hmm. and, um, I said, Oh, you need some help. I can walk her. I can, right. I can, uh, do all these things. And at the time I was running, uh, my friend would go out of town a lot and he had this big, uh, I don't know how to it's like a Keelian bear dog. It's like a big mountain dog. And we would go running all the time. I would take him into the mountains and he was such a cool dog. And I was like, yeah. I want a dog just like this. Um, and so my friend posted on Instagram that she was fostering this dog that was yeah. left on the side of the freeway. Um, and I, it was just love at first sight. This this dog that like crazy zoomies um <laughs> her name that they had given her was wild thing <laughs> sounds good she yeah. is yeah. she is a wild thing um and so i it was like love at first sight and i lived in an apartment so uh my friend had to vouch for me because i was adopting this high energy dog and yeah. into a tiny little apartment right um right. but I took her on hikes almost daily when she got up to the age and started just running her because she was so crazy. Right. She was 
Oh, wild. Yeah, you're like um, that. Per you're like that person that the dog owners are like. You know, if you if, if, if this dog's going to be high energy, you're going to need to run with it. And everyone's always like, Yeah, yeah, I like to run. I like <laughs> to run. They don't really like to run, but you do. So that's probably. Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. Perfect yeah. match. Yeah. And um, at the time, I was working. I had just started working for a dog running business in LA. So I would go out to these to these homes that were whether they'd be doctors or. Uh, producers or people that have really long hours in LA that they really want huskies or they really want these. Yeah. Um, so there's legit businesses you can go run oh, with the dog. Oh yeah. my gosh. Um, there sometimes I had to walk with a dog, which was a little bit more frustrating. Um, and I had, I had eventually after a few years when Juniper was young, I, I had to leave the company only because I'd be running these three, four dogs a day and I'm running each dog at least four miles. And by the time I get home, Juniper's like, okay, I'm ready, let's go. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'm too tired, I can't do it. You're ready for um, Olympic trials. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, so just she just came on all my adventures and she has a little bit of separation anxiety. So yeah. she's pretty good off leash, um, unless she sees a squirrel. Yeah, right. Think, okay. Yeah. Um, but she, uh, she just kind of learned. She's like very um, trail aware. So if there's a mountain bike coming, she's like, I'm off the side of the trail. I'm right, the right. That's awesome. You know, I don't chase bikes unless I'm on the bike. Yeah. Uh, she she's, has really good trail etiquette. Um, and she runs between me and my boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, and usually she'll, she'll tag us both because yeah. we should be far, far ahead of me. Um, yeah, and she just... Do you guys, you, you mentioned, you mentioned your, your boyfriend, is it, is it Eamon? Eamon. Okay. Um, so when you all run, do, do you always have like a format? I mean, is it like, is there a certain distance that you run apart? Like, I know if I run with my wife, if I get close to her, you know, she's just like wants to kill me. So we got to have a little bit of separation, you know? <laughs> yeah. I actually How does that work? I actually really enjoy running with him, but he is a lot faster than I am. Um, so if I'm in really good shape, I can keep up. But normally yeah. I'm coming back from an injury or something and I'm struggling. And I, I don't like running next to him because I know I'm holding him back. Yeah. And that just makes me more upset. And uh, yeah, so he'll offer to run behind me. And I'm like, no, 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 you run ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah. But sometimes I do like... When, I, when I'm not injured, I do like running with him yeah. uh, for the most part. And he kind of gives Juniper a little bit more exercise. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, first of all, give him a, a, a thumbs up from us because his photography yeah. skills are incredible. Yeah. I, you know, you never even tag him as the photographer either, but I know. I know that you couldn't I, have taken that now. picture by yourself from yeah. that far away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, well, he used to not have an Instagram. So I have uh, okay. to get okay, on yeah. the and now his, his photos are, if not more beautiful than mine. Yeah, there we go. Now, are you, and are you taking, you're taking his too, right though, in yeah. theory, right? Okay, good. Absolutely. That works out good. Well, we just really appreciate your time. And I, I know that there's more to be uh, unpacked on what it is that we're going to do with the running game. I have no idea what I'm doing. I, <laughs> I, I, I do like running as a as a sport and as an, an activity. I just personally 
don't do it anymore. And that makes it kind of strange for me to sort of try to push the running market. But then there's this huge amount of people that want us to do more things. And so I look forward to finding out what those things are and trying to bring those things to market. You know, Michelle, well, I been think you're ahead. doing a great job. I think you're doing a great job. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I do think that there's this, you know, I stumbled into it, but there's this positive vibes and having fun uh, attitude that we try to embody. And it doesn't, it's not cycling specific, you know, um, yeah. running, cycling, just being outdoors, being in the San Juans, yeah. those kind of things like that's just, once you experience that, we've talked about it enough with Jordan now, I'm sure he's probably just going to get on, get on a plane. Yeah, and go I was out there. Say, I'm just going to start sending Matt selfies one day. <laughs> This is yeah. two days in a row I've had to hear about the same ones. It's a destination and you won't want to come home. Yeah. We actually, when we were there last year, we, we really looked into buying something in Silverton and splitting it amongst a couple different of the groups that were there. So we could, we would like own something and have a place to go. And it's a little bit more expensive than we, than we had thought. <laughs> uh, Silverton, Durango, Telluride, it's all very expensive. Yeah but gorgeous worth the trip absolutely well uh, thank you for your time and we will uh definitely um i'm gonna try to edit this bad boy now because i gotta <laughs> see what i can do we went way over the 15 minutes uh and maybe we could just keep it all together we'll see if we can't get around it all but right. we appreciate it and we look forward to what is this going to be episode uh this is episode 32 yeah maybe 32. and we'll, we'll, <laughs> we appreciate it and you all have a good day